Hello there, everybody. Yeah, hi there, you especially. Welcome to another episode of Historically Speaking. Just the just wonder, wonderfully miscellaneous and just downright fun the historical f- podcast. No, the first episode you guys get me to come on and this is the shit I come to? What the fuck? Oh, don't, 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 be, don't be such a cranky puss there, buddy. Just, you, you know, just, just sit there. Uh, <laughs> I, I am Jack Whelan, and you are all very welcome along to a special episode of Historically Speaking, because not only am I here with the man, the legend, Isaiah Elijah. I'm the, the rocker, the roller. I'm the night rider. He is apparently all of those things. Does he have the certification to prove it? Tune in next week. And the wonderful queen of white people, Miss Kelsey Lang. I do have the certificate to prove that. Yeah. Well. Deeds and shit. shit but out, also, shit but also, a very special guest, the man who is behind every single episode, but you've never heard him speak properly, our producer, Manuel Moreno. You use my whole name. That was your. That oh, was that no. was your. Yeah, I know. I I use the whole name because you know it's it's a thing. That's the only Hi. time you're going to hear your whole name pronounced the entire episode. Probably. Unless we. Unless we bizarrely decide to refer to you by your full name every time we say it. Please. Because it's just weird. No, we... we... <laughs> that will not happen. Don't worry. Okay. Don't worry. Hi, everyone. I mean, everyone. they don't okay. introduce me as say. So, I mean, it's okay, man. Don't be afraid. Apparently, oh, we have a grievance amongst the staff <laughs> that I was not aware of. So, you guys finally got me to come on. What are we going to talk about today? What are we going to talk about? Well, wow, you come I mean, right to the point, Manny. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. We talk for a few minutes. You edit these things. You should know this. Oh, you should know me, we know. have a solid two to five minutes of pure, <laughs> unadulterated shite before we actually get down to something, which we haven't had any praise on, but we haven't had any criticism on either. And yeah. I like to take that as a plus. That is true. Yeah, if if they don't mention it ever then they must be neutral towards it, which, I mean, if they're neutral towards it, I mean, I'm going to keep doing it. That is is called the American (laughs) non-voter. Oh, my God. (laughs) See, I'm... I'm, um, Take that unregistered U.S. electorate. Yeah, we're teaching you American history right now. I feel like a big part of, like, listening to people. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Because, you know, like, Dead people can also vote. <laughs> you know, yeah, no, in, that, re- in Republican that, held congressional districts. <laughs> Took the words right out of my mouth. It, it has been found that that actually doesn't happen very often. <laughs> yeah, it's actually it, it, pretty much every single case of voter fraud has been like debunked as mostly down to clerical errors. Right. With yeah, about five, <laughs> with about maybe two cases in a thousand actually being unexplainable. And yeah. not just someone filing the wrong form somewhere. Oh, oh yeah, well, explain George Bush being having two terms. Like, who voted for him? Unfortunately, white people. <laughs> yeah. What happened with the second a term was people. Osama bin Laden releasing a video about a month before the actual election, reminding everyone he was still out there. Uh, and also John Kerry being the world's least interesting man. <laughs> oh, of course, of course. Mm. Yeah, John John Kerry was not a good candidate to put up. He was no, seriously, the, the Democrats really. the Democrats could have put up a somewhat 
more animate block of wood, and he would have probably won more seats. Yeah. I was going to say, they could, have, a... they could have put an orange on a stick, and I think he would have had more public than John Kerry ever did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean to be well, fair... Okay, the orange <laughs> on the stick is the Democrats, like, that is their break-in-case-of-emergency <laughs> candidate. Yeah, yeah. Like, that orange is charismatic as fuck. <laughs> that, that orange is right charismatic now, we need as an fuck. orange. Like, we could use an yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, they probably could, but I mean, here's the thing. Like, when you know how John Kerry got hurt during like a bicycle race. <laughs> like, I was surprised yes. that that man even knew how to ride a bicycle. <laughs> 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 and, and and the reason is it because I mean, I'm sure he is a very smart man, a very intelligent man. I don't even have anything against him. He just does not seem like the person who has ever actually taught how to ride a bicycle like i, I don't imagine no, he's, having no. parents and like, <laughs> I, I think the reason he probably crashed when he was on that bike is that he was traveling at slightly over the only speed he ever goes at which is probably very at a very reasonable pace <laughs> but you're right john, was, like, john carrey does not seem like the kind john carrey does not seem like the kind of guy who would um like learn know how to ride a bike he sounds like the kind of guy that would speak for about an hour to you at a party about like the kite runner or some other oh, like wow. best-selling like book that you don't care about riding behind the bike <sighs> like like you know those little kid carriages that they, they have behind bikes like that's how i think of him being in one of those with like a little whip old-timey bikes and it's like i'm not a horse don't whip me you mean a penny for <laughs> I, I have like very the, strange views of American Kelsey, politicians. Kelsey made, a great, Kelsey made a great point that he doesn't have parents. Like, I, feel I feel like he was born, born from like a tree, like, like an orc. I think he was probably <laughs> born from that um, that oak tree that George Washington supposedly did exactly. not cut down or did cut down. I don't actually know the story. Those, because those cherry tree of all things. Where the like, hell did you get George oak Washington's from? blood got on the tree? I, don't, when, I like, don't know the tree. It's not real. It's not a real story. The problem is with all of that, all of those explanations are way too interesting for the man John Kerry is. <laughs> like, true. I feel he kind of just appeared one day, f like, aged five, but also, like, 62 at the same time. Oh, and yeah. I got it. Okay, he was created, like, like the Vision in, in Age of Ultron, but instead of like, the uh, the Mind Stone, he had, like, the Boring Stone. <laughs> <laughs> but but for a Boring Stone to exist, then would it not be boring because it somehow exists? Yeah, because, no, because it's a stone. Like, there's, like, it's 50 a... of them. That's why it's boring. <laughs> there would have to be more than 15. There would have to be, like, a million and five or something. Yeah. yeah. Why, why the arbitrary five at the end of, the, of a million? Oh, because I don't pretend, like, numbers are always rounded. Yeah. Oh, Sir? Yeah, because... Excuse the um, shit out of the person with the engineering degree. Fuck. Oh, oh. Even, even, whoa. I'm the queen even of numbers, white people. Even numbers are discriminatory. I make up numbers. It's so part of my rule. numbers. <laughs> okay, so now that we've talked about the history of the 2004 presidential election... <laughs> How about we talk about some history that's actually a little bit more interesting than well, John Kerry? Don't, don't tase me, and bro. Which, yes. which, which means any history ever. That man yeah. is incredibly boring. Yeah, see, don't see, tase me, bro. Now we've done our, our two to five minute preamble. Now we yeah. can actually go into it. Thank you, Manny. Yeah, see, you got us there the long way around. You did. Be blow off steam. <sighs> <sighs> okay, so... Um, how many of you would like to have surgery performed on you during the 19th century? 
Oh, hell no. No, nope. thank you. There's the answer I was looking for. I although, don't want surgery performed on me now. Although, yeah. te- <laughs> although technically as a Mexican, I'd probably be first in line as a test. <laughs> uh, yeah. They'd yeah. offer you, like, uh, some corn and beans. Like as some- a woman, my body just wouldn't have been good enough. I mean, as a woman, as a woman, you wouldn't have the choice. They would just decide for you. Like you're gonna do this. <laughs> no, they would. They would be. They would be treating you with suspiciously phallic objects for quote hysteria, which we may talk about one time when we're feeling pretty blue. Yeah, but... I had a roommate that starred in a play about that. <laughs> hysteria, the musical. <laughs> kind of. Anyway, uh, you're good. You're good to actually like. Realize that any surgery performed during the before the twentieth century was awful. Uh, pretty much, as far as medical history goes, uh, any ex, any surgery or medical procedures of any kind that are done to you at any time prior to the immediate present are pretty much worse than what you could have ever. Uh, and the nineteenth century, the nineteenth century was basically no obsession, uh, uh, exception. Sorry, um, because. This was before anesthetic was actually a thing. Damn. Right. So. And this was also probably before they actually mapped out the human body, because that didn't happen until, like, the 1800s or something, which still, like, well, blows my mind. How did nobody, it, like, carve up a body and be like, okay, we're actually going to write this shit down? Yeah. Well, actually, um, autopsies and detailed mappings of the human body had uh, taken place kind of as early as the Renaissance. They just didn't know what every organ did. Oh. <laughs> but hey, this is kind of a round one. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, like they knew where shit was. They just okay. didn't necessarily know what it did. It's still I mean, terrifying we still like, that we didn't know that until the re- Renaissance. That uh, nobody was thought, like, wait, "Let's did, do did this." Did they not for have a? Did they not have painkillers? No, they, uh, no, that was also not a thing. I mean, they had opioids. No, they they had a painkiller called hard alcohol. <laughs> the, yeah. uh, Kelsey, Kelsey actually preempts me. Like the as far as any sort of procedure went at most hard alcohol was probably your safest choice uh after that it could be biting down on a stick um which was often actually necessary especially for patients that were going into severe shock because they could have seizures and fits and bite on their own tongue and choke on their own blood yes yes those were back in the days where sticks had very good job opportunities and i mean that is just not the way it is anymore yeah like beating minorities and women I know. Children. I know. I mean, like, swatches just had such good, uh, they had such good opportunities, and we just really took those away from yeah. sticks, and that is very now. sad. Now they're just mostly chewed on by dogs. Yeah. As someone, by who, accident, as or, someone or who was abandoned after as, going on a hike. As someone who has been beaten one as a child, no, they still are very much in use. Yeah. Well, I mean, there was alcohol, there was that. Some surgeons, uh, if you were daring enough, uh, offered uh, partial strangulation uh, in order to knock, uh, in order to actually knock you out. Wait, 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 you're talking they went like, almost like, full David Carradine for this? <laughs> Do you think that's how people discovered that auto, uh, erotic asphyxiation, like, actually, like, is a thing? They were like, so what, oh if man, it's like, okay, there's pain hey, happening, I, my body's reacting in a very strange way, and there's this strange man who may or may not be attractive, depending on who you are, strangling me. Hold, hold, still, there, hold still there, Mr. Havisham, we're just going to pre- pre- like, perform like, the, the pre-surgery the pre- uh, uh, strangulation, it's, uh, like, well, well, oh, so, oh my, well, doctor, oh my, what is that? Like, 
find myself quite uh, pleased with this. <laughs> you, sir, have male pattern hysteria. <laughs> also, I have a large, a very large irritance. Uh, uh, pardon me, I do not mean any disrespect. Pardon me, I don't mean I don't mean anything by the current party in my pants. I'm quite flabbergasted. At this uh, now, yes. now all I see is the surgery ends. Excuse me, sir. Why? Why is this just sticky mess on on my belly? Is I, I just <laughs> oh, don't I understand. See. Pardon, please pardon my my how should you say uh, Bona. <laughs> I, I say I, I say there, Francis. Seems seems you've got yourself into a belly kerfuffle with your patient there. <laughs> how are you going to deal with that one? Um. So, if strangulation wasn't exactly your forte and you had a bit of money, you could uh, lay your hands on opium or cocaine. Oh, yeah. Those great old, those good old, you know, standbys of medical... Those, those good old standbys. Heroin and cocaine. Um, <laughs> or, uh, or, yeah. Yeah, it was a thing. Or marijuana. Take them both at um, the same time. Marijuana was also a thing. You could just get high as fuck and hoped, hope to God oh, you didn't no, actually feel one, anything. Oh, no, that the bad one. Yeah, thank, thank God, like, LSD and stuff didn't exist back then. Could you imagine, like... For, for, like, for context, is a, this, was, this was the 19th century when all drugs were good. Like, you, oh, could, yeah, you, yeah. you could get... We're going to do an episode on this at some point because I fucking... I love the subject because there's this period in history from around about the middle of the 1800s right up until just after the First World War when everyone was on everything all the fucking time. Like, oh, yeah, every, yeah. Single, every single hard drug... Yeah, every single hard drug things. that we consider are we're just like cocaine was just used as a pick me up. Yep. It's like, yeah. oh, I'm I'm feeling a little bit low on energy. How about I chug a Red Bull? No, wait, Red Bull hasn't been invented yet. Cocaine. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, <laughs> didn't didn't Coca Cola have cocaine in it? That that was one of the original ingredients first. in it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, uh, I like so to imagine you, though, like, hmm? I'm, I'm sorry. Can I just sidetrack real quick? Yeah. One thing is curious. Like, who who's the first person to like accidentally drop cocaine and powder? And like, oh, what do I do with this? Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I dropped it. In who was the first person? Who was the first person to like drop cocaine? That accidentally made crack. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I honestly I don't. Know don't if you like... accidentally make crack. It's, it's called a shitty drug dealer. That's what it is. <laughs> it's like, oops. Oh, this bacon powder is just here. <laughs> It's not it like, was, they, took, it was, I know not like was... they took the cocaine and just said, oops, it's all crack now. It's not fucking Captain Crunch. I'm a 1950s housewife, and um, my, my children are asleep. My husband's not yet home from work. I'm just going to take a little bit of cocaine. Oh, no, I dropped it in the, the freaking flower or whatever, <laughs> and now I've made crack. That's how it happened. No, I cooked it accidentally because it went in the, the boiling See, water. I'm a woman. I don't even understand what baking material you just <laughs> told me about. <laughs> oh, you it all you looks a witch. the same. You're a witch. I am a witch. Husband, husband, husband gets home and finds uh, finds everything. I'm just like, don't worry, honey. At least you didn't burn the crack. <laughs> and then slaps her because he's high on crack. <laughs> and then he steals the TV. <laughs> How so, the hell is he anyway, going to steal a, getting a back TV to, Getting back the to the topic at hand. Cabinet TV. Yeah. <laughs> Get, getting back to the topic at hand, cocaine or opium or weed was also a thing that you could use. Um, but beyond that, there just wasn't really anything. Like, before the 1800s and then in, during the early 1800s, like, aside from those, you could also try numbing the limb by either cutting off blood flow or just putting a fuck ton of ice on it. 
um, <laughs> but like there wasn't really anything you could do like even dental surgery you can't really just strangulate your um your patient because then like propping the mouth open is going to be like well, really fucking I mean, difficult i'm just happy that dentistry hasn't changed because i mean does the numbing medicine they use really work no <laughs> no i'm glad they've kept with tradition into this scene in London, well, on this scene in London, shall we say, during the mid 1800s, there existed, shall we say, what the guy who's probably the, kind of like the paragon of uh, 18th, 19th century um, surgery, a man by the name of Robert Liston, who was a, uh, a Scotsman, uh, son of a clergyman who like moved down to London. Hmm? Nothing. But, no, nothing? <laughs> You're all good. Um, he was a Scotsman, moved down to London once uh, he completed his uh, surgery studies at the Royal Infirmary in Edinburgh. Uh, so Robert Liston was known as, known properly as the fastest knife in the West End. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, he sounds quite pretty good. The coin, the coin was, uh, the, the, the coin? Sorry. The term was coined by his, uh, his associate, Richard Gordon, who uh, <laughs> would describe his success as a surgeon in the following way. He was six foot two and operated in a bottle green coat with Wellington boots. He sprung across the blood-stained boards upon his swooning, sweating, strapped-down patient like a duelist, calling, Time me, gentlemen, time me, to the students craning with pocket watches from the ironed railinged galleries. Everyone swore that the first flash of his knife was followed so swiftly by the rasp of, rasp of saw on bone that sight and sound seemed simultaneous. To free both hands, he would clasp the bloody knife between his teeth. Okay. Um, are you sure this isn't a description of Revolver Ocelot? <laughs> I'm gonna say, were, were you reading something like an Edgar Allan Poe book that was never published? <laughs> God damn! That just sounds no. like, like a, a torture scene in like in like a video game novel. Mortal Kombat. No, in fact, he was actually probably a bit more efficient than the characters in Mortal Kombat because Robert Lister, Robert Liston could amputate a leg in two and a half minutes. Oh, shit. Um, I, I, I'm this... sorry, I guess I don't know the usual times for how long it takes to amputate a leg. I have to say, that is not something that is in my first I mean, there's a lot of meat and bones and muscle and stuff in there. It's hard to cut through, like, you know... Yeah, I, I, yep. I don't know, I've never nails thought right about it. Head. Not only... You have to... You like you have to saw through a fuck ton of skin and fat and muscle and then the thickest bone in the body and then out to the other side. But this is what surgery was during the 1800s. It had to be quick because since you didn't have the ability to anesthetize your anesthetize your patient, you had to get their leg from full to into two parts as quickly as humanly possible. And Robert Liston was the absolute best in the business at this. How did and he, he got just a reputation for such at this point. I mean, hmm? just turn himself into like fun. Uh, because uh, it into a, because a, an axe a, might not the, an axe might not necessarily an axe wouldn't produce a clean enough cut. You think it would, but it it stood a high degree of shattering the bone. Yeah. What about a guillotine? What you what uh, what you say, Kelsey? What about a guillotine? Uh, they didn't always work. 
Oh yeah, that's true. You have to drop him down a couple times sometimes. <laughs> like the yeah, the historical the historical image of a guillotine is that it works in one clean slice, which it did depending, but there are some people whose necks had so much fat that it took a couple of chops with a guillotine. And let me tell you that a couple of chops with a guillotine is probably a whole lot worse than getting uh, a saw taken to you. Also, that's imagine it might not like go like it might hit like like, you assume the guillotine would go like through between the vertebrae. What if it doesn't? Like, what if it hits directly on top of like a vertebrae breakthrough? Like, yeah, I mean, also for also just straight up for positioning, it might not always be an arm or a leg that needs to be amputated. The bone saw was the most efficient way of doing it, and as Robert Liston proves, you could get it down to a pretty goddamn good time. Um, the speed was essential for making sure that the patient not only suffered as little pain as possible, but also actually increases their chances of survival because once the limb has actually been severed, you can start tying up the veins and making sure they won't just fucking bleed out on your table. Right, and you probably have um, less of a chance of going into shock too, right? Yep. His record time was supposed to have been 28 seconds. What the fuck? On a leg? Yep. And that's that's what his that's what his colleague his colleague Richard Gordon would describe like because uh, the slice of the knife and then the saw of the bone were almost seemed to blend together he was so quick at it yeah like the, he, and that's also why like he would actually just say time me gentlemen to the fucking audience like Kanye West he's just so cocky like yeah I got this just time me <laughs> could, could you imagine now you know how you can like sit in on surgeries. Like, if the doctor just looked up to the crowd and was like, Time! <laughs> Yo, get your smartphones, film this! <laughs> Shit, we could get the Las Vegas over and be like, uh, we gonna beat that five minutes, two seconds? Let's see if he can do it. Like, we're taking bets, mm-hmm. we're taking bets. <laughs> I don't know, man, that's... I'm so happy I didn't live back then. Yeah. yeah, especially because, like, if you got a slower surgeon, uh, there were plenty of times when... A patient who was in shock and panicking because their limb is getting fucking amputated would, like, wrestle out of his restraints or the men that were holding him down and end up, like, trying to escape and subsequently bleeding out in the hospital corridor. God damn. Because, you know, trying to run away when your leg is half sawed off is not really something that does the injury any good. I wouldn't Um, recommend it. Fucking Mosby, you were supposed to tie him down better than that. <laughs> you should have tied him down better. I don't know what you were doing. Now there's blood everywhere. It's like, sorry, just, I couldn't tie him down. I only have one arm. <laughs> <'Cause> you... <laughs> okay. uh, but I knew listens... I should have hired you again. <laughs> After the last time that maybe you had to take the arm in the first place, you should be happier here at all. <laughs> The thing is, though, like, not only was his skill impressive, it was actually genuinely good, because at the time, uh, St. Bartholomew's Hospital in London, for an operational procedure like this, uh, surgeons would lose one in every four of their patients. Oh, shit. Yeah, 25% of, pay- 25% of surgery patients at St. Bartholomew's would die. Um, is it bad that that's a much better number than I expected? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's still an average, though. It's, it's an average, but, I mean, 75%, all I know is that when something says it's going to 75% hit, most of the time it does. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, but Liston's figures, only one in 10. I mean, that's considerably not bad. That yeah, is No, 10% less. is considerably better than 25. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's over double. 
Like this led, this actually led to patients camping out for days just outside his surgery, just outside mm-hmm. his surgery and operating room, so they could get amputated by him. It's like, hey, what are you, what are you camping out for? Oh, to get surgery. I'll, I thought this was the iPhone. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was here for the the iPhone point uh, zero. Uh, <laughs> he actually, he actually like loved treating everyone because he was little bit of an egotist uh he took special pride as well in taking cases that other surgeons had deemed like not doable oh yeah yep uh unfortunately unfortunately like his ego was his ego was a little bit uh of a hindrance sometimes uh one time he was showboating so much he uh accidentally lopped off his patient's testicles Oh my God. It, it had to be the testicles. I mean, it couldn't be like a toe or like even their face. Is this a like, Ben Stiller movie? No. Like, no, he was, it, he it was had ampu- to be. He was I mean, amputating the man's leg. That much. Yeah. He was amputating the man's leg and in doing so, uh, cut off the testicles. What uh, the fuck? Uh, yeah, and, I know, and, you're and trying and to figure out how that works, and I can't. Maybe he had some long testicles. <laughs> you know, during those times, too, I mean, there's just no work for a eunuch. <laughs> I mean, they're oh, really just not sake. things anymore. <laughs> I mean, okay, right? I, I, honestly, it kind of—I can kind of understand how because maybe like his technique, he would like press the like saw all the way down, and then like, maybe they press and have really long balls. And it's just like, and then just, I guess know. if you're taking it off at the hip. Yeah, yeah. it would have had uh, to be. It would have had to have been him taking it off as, at the hip, which or, is like, yeah. holy or fuck! What as, the fuck was wrong with your leg? As someone who has a, a spouse that's a medical, some people have some really fucking giant nuts too. <laughs> Yeah, it's true though. Some people have to do like, oh, your balls, etc. Um, <laughs> that guy's that guy's certainly do not anymore. R.I.P. Yeah. Your balls. <laughs> do you think this guy was the guy who you know the way I pictured it happening was like he was the guy that introduced those really really long like um, cartoon saws? Oh yeah. He's just like uh, I have to have the biggest salt ever because you know you need, like, two people uh, b- longer salt. objects equal bigger boo. And then he's like, "Oh, if I took off your boo." <laughs> I don't know why I'm censoring the word penis, but I did. Uh, I like to imagine that he picked him up and just gave him to the guy. Here you go. <laughs> Here you go, good sir. Or like when he when yeah, because the guy was awake the whole time. Fuck that! <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Like, he's like, hey, Doc, what's going on down there? I certainly feel a little bit lighter. (laughs) I think I've lost some cargo there. Well, Gordon, I have good news for you and I have bad news for you. The good news is you no longer have your leg. The bad news is you have no longer got your fucking balls. (laughs) He's like, well, that's that's quite unfortunate. I did not expect that today, so (laughs) he's replied about it. What if that was was the original way of, hmm, that's the way we're just going to do vasectomies from now on. This is I what mean, you get for letting the, po- uh, the patient go, Mosby. What you get? <laughs> is he gonna blame me again? Huh? God damn it! <laughs> Every operating room has to have one fuck up. <laughs> Pretty much. Is it, is it... But this is this is what you get when you put yourself under when you put yourself under the care of a man who is basically a human tornado made of knives. He's <laughs> like, like, I get the picture. He's like. He's like, oops, uh, I'm terribly sorry. I've seen to cut off this fellow's nuts. Well, it must be, give me the nut, the nut, the nut bucket. <laughs> yeah, this is what happens when you become the avatar of medicine. 
I mean, yeah. when you become right. like the familiar of the god of medicine, I mean, you're you're he's, bound to fuck up. He's the bloodbender, or whatever. Yeah. Something. But you should you should you should know though. Um, his most famous case is even better than accidental unification. So. I don't know. Sorry, but this this is too, this is just too good. During one particular operation. Liston was, he being his usual tornado of knives self, but moving so quickly through his amputation that he accidentally amputated some of the fingers of the assistant who was helping him to hold down the bed. God damn it, Mosby. Mosby's been really fucked up. Poor Mosby. No, that's why Mosby had to have his arm amputated. See, we brought it all around. Exactly. Brought it all yeah. around. There we go. Uh, <laughs> we can honestly, wrap it no, up. I thought you were going to say that he, like, accidentally cut the earth. <laughs> no. And that's he, was sawing through, he was sawing... He, he, was, he was slicing through his patient's leg with the knife so, so hard and so quick that he punctured through to the other side and lopped off two of the man's fingers. Get this, though. In... The sh- in the sh- in the shock and confusion, he pulled back so hard that he sliced his way through the coat of one of the spectators. Okay. okay. What? Yep. This had to have been one of those cartoon knives. Pardon like me. Sauce. It had to have been one of those cartoon sauce. I mean, how is okay? Oh no, Mosby, your fingers fell off. Whoa! Oh, I cut a coat. <laughs> he cut a coat, causing the patient, causing the spectator's heart to fail, and causing him to die. As as the guy wait 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 strike one. The patient died of blood loss and gangrene a short while later, as did the assistant, also of gangrene and blood loss. Okay, it was Moby's other fingers then. Thus making. This operation, the only operation in human history to have a 300% mortality rate. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Man, that sucks, because I wanted to imagine him and Mosby just sitting over this guy, like, having a heart attack, and him just being like, well, amputating won't help that, and then he just dies because none of them know how to resuscitate a man. <laughs> Cuts his head off. <laughs> but no, apparently Mosby died, so Mosby lost his arm. Yeah, then mo- mo- lost his, <laughs> his fucking soul. Cut his soul off. <laughs> and then died. Just imagine him as the Black Knight T Python. It's just, it's, it's it's just, just a flesh wound. It's just a flesh wound. Flesh wound. Tis but a scratch. No, it's not your arms off. No, it isn't. <laughs> oh, what's that? Etc. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it. Um, Three hundred percent mortality rate. I mean, you literally can't beat that if you tried. Because he literally he literally cut the irony. Like <laughs> the only the only way a modern doctor could do that is if he walks into like a heart transplant surgery, shoots shoots the patient in the head, and then shoots two of the attending surgeons in the head. Because yeah. you just but, can't get figures like that these days. But that wouldn't thing. be a mortality rate from the surgery. That would just be the doctor going in and killing people. And this was like accident upon accident upon accident. That involved the surgery itself. I think the the way you can probably get around that is, like, use those robot arms for surgery. 
what if the all of a sudden the robot arms just like, decide to go full Doctor Octopus and just fucking people in half? <laughs> it goes RoboCop and it's just like, where's your hall pass? Shoots <laughs> <laughs> the fuck at me. So, so do you, the do you great... want to know? I was going to say, do you want to know about his redeeming factor? Yeah. Oh, please. Um, in 1846, he took on a patient uh, named Frederick Churchill. Uh, probably no relation, but you never know. Um, instead of his usual slasher film technique, he decided to try... He decided... He, he addressed his audience thusly. We're going to try a Yankee Dodge today, gentlemen. Which no, no, meant he that... Didn't. Ro- Robert Liston was one of the first men to pioneer the use of uh, surgical anesthesia. Oh. Yep. Okay. With the use of ether. Uh, he, held, he, held ether he held ether in front of uh, Mr. Churchill's face, who promptly fainted. And uh, 25 seconds later, the amputation was complete. And uh, Churchill wait, 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 resumed. Wait, did you just 25 seconds later? Tw- 25 seconds later. Oh, oh. The patient, shit. the patient was, the patient was knocked out and not struggling in any sort of way. Limb was lopped off. Everything was good. And that was one of the first cases of uh, surgical anesthetic being used in Great Britain. With, hence, why he referred to it as the Yankee Dodge, because it was been, it had been a technique that was being pioneered in the U.S. on the East Coast. I think around Philadelphia. I just imagined his great, 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 great grandson following in his footsteps comes into hospital room one day and like you said the robot arm just starts freaking out kills all the people around him and he's like what's going on and it's like do you not remember i am mosby <laughs> you use anesthetic on people later you did not kill them you killed me you killed I, why why I, don't you love me why <laughs> Then it's like a forty minute cutscene and like they're talking about like, you know, ramification of like robotics and cyborg Kojima directed this. Oh, <laughs> directed by Hideo Kojima. No longer for no longer part of Konami. You know you know what I would love is if the world ended and then like the credits for the world was just directed by Hideo <laughs> <laughs> You know, the world would make a lot of sense actually. If <laughs> that's how it ended. Well that's a beautiful aside. I really want that to be the case. Yeah. Me too. Maybe that could be a new religion. <laughs> Kojimism. What would you even call it? Oh, kism. Yeah. Kojimism. I thought you were gonna call it like, like creditification. Just waiting for the credits to roll up. Creditification. <laughs> uh, but no, that that is that is a story about how the fastest knife in the. Uh, the, the east, the west end, uh, no longer had to actually use his knives and kill his assistants and spectators. <laughs> um, I would just like to have a memorial service for Mosby right now. Yeah. I know that Mosby's not real, and I understand that, but... Well, never I mean, the assistant was real. After this podcast is over. The assistant, <laughs> the assistant was die. real. Oh, well, the assistant, yes, but I named him Mosby before I even knew there was an assistant. Well, it's, it's a placeholder name. <laughs> the assistant's name is probably not Mosby. So he is going to die both physically and metaphorically once this is over. Damn. Um, R.I.P., though. So I would just like to say thank you to Mosby for providing so much entertainment. Mo- I'm sorry Mosby. you died, but I did make Mo- you a robot at the end. Thank you, so- Mosby, for your service. Thank you, Mosby. <sighs> R.I.P., Mosby. Played by Michael Sarah in the movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Probably. 
Oh, what? So wait, who who's playing? Who's playing Robert Liston? Uh, oh, um, Seth? obviously, um, either. Uh, I go? Hmm. <laughs> what do I Tom do? Hardy? Yeah, Tom Hardy. Mm. <laughs> Why do I want Willem Dafoe? Oh no, that's Ooh, no, that that, no, one. that's a horror adaptation. <laughs> I mean, we could probably get Daniel Day Lewis. He does anything oh, yeah, anyway. Yes. Great. He'd really, he'd really cut off limbs to learn for that role. No sh. Be scary. Oh, I elect uh, John Hamm for the guy who get um, his heart stops just because he can make really funny faces. Agreed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I actually contributed to an actor thing. Oh my god, I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Isn't it always John Ham? Just carry that with me for the rest of the day. Uh, so I, I think she just likes saying ham, so she always suggests John. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the only actor names I know. It's actually really bad. Yeah. I need to get better. It's all good. So. Okay. I hate that you get to have meat and meat today. Well, you don't eat meat. It's let have meat. Hi. Yeah, because it's Friday. You gotta have fish. Stereoty- you should be a heathen like me. Hey, stereotypical cat. Oh. What? what? I don't know why I'm praising you for not eating meat, but I am, so good job. Yeah, I mean, like, more meat for us, right, Kelsey? <laughs> That's true. I had some ham today. It was pretty good. Nice. Well, yeah. History. <laughs> anyway, you have just been listening to another episode of Historically Speaking. Uh, thank you very much for listening. We're, we've we've kind of moved um, somewhat inadvertently, but no, totally advertently, to a, uh, a bi-weekly release schedule. Uh, just because of various things that are happening in various lives. Uh, so hopefully that is not too much of an absolute uh, game changer and you're not too distraught about this. Uh, so, but we will be giving you a new episode every second week. So, yeah. We're still here. We're still still talking about shit like killer surgeons with 300% mortality rates. So tune in next week. You can find us on soundcloud.com forward slash historically speaking podcast and pretty much any RSS uh, reading podcast app. Just search our name. We should pop up there. If not, the feed's on the SoundCloud page. You can find it. You're smart people. We're also on iTunes. Um, if you could be so kind, we'd love you to leave us some likes, leave us some reviews, leave us some star ratings, whatever, wherever you find us because that really helps us a ton. And uh, it doesn't take too much time. Just, uh, But it helps us out a whole bunch. Um, yeah, until then, you can find us on Twitter if you're really so inclined. I am at Dr. Tenacity. Kelsey is? Uh, I'm at Tokes the Dokes. That's T-O-K-E-S, the D-O-K-E-S. Isa, you are? Uh, the Isa, D-I-C-A. And Manny, are you on Twitter? Um, do you use it all that much anymore, but... So just any any that. criticism you have about Manny, just send through us, and we'll be sure to filter it before I we actually send it. I was gonna say before I was rudely interrupted. <laughs> <laughs> you can actually find me on Twitter at gore one one seven. There you go. There, there you go, buddy. Yep. There's there's your there's Thank your you for, there's your Twitter uh, handle there. Entertaining us, uh, Manny, and dealing with us. Yeah, thanks for coming um, in this time. Yeah. We should have you yeah. on more. It's been great. Yeah, mm-hmm. I resent that. Cool. Uh, so, <laughs> so, on that note, find us again in a couple of weeks' time. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you around. So, keep staying surgery. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Be happy you live. Be happy you live when you, live you do. Right now. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Di- directed by Hideo Kojima. <laughs> Peace out. Bye bye. <laughs>